Awesome, Christian. Thanks so much for that update. Always a fun time on the social roundabout. Exactly. I'm waiting for the containers. One person's container is another person's potential investment <laughs> opportunity. Don't tell BlackRock they can buy shipping containers, stack them like Legos, and then charge $400,000. A whole industry for them to get into. <laughs> right now, we're going to welcome on our next guest. We have Noy Mahoney. Noy, thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning. So good morning, Noy. And just jumping into it, we have to talk about some more Texas stories. What can you tell us about it? Uh, well, this biggest news coming out of Texas last week was uh, a $102 million cold storage warehouse will be arriving in the Houston area next year. Uh, the 282,000 square foot facility is a project between uh, Freeze Pack Logistics and BG Capital, uh, and this project will be located, or this cold storage warehouse will be located in Baytown, Texas, which is about uh, 14 miles from Port Houston. And looking at the expansion of cold chain, are we expecting to see more stuff like avocados coming from Mexico, or is when we're looking at a large expansion like this, are they trying to get maybe potential from other parts of the world? Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's a little bit of both. It's going to be, you know, Avocados, other fresh produce from Mexico, probably frozen goods as well from Mexico, but also um, products from uh, probably across the across the ocean. You know, Asia, Europe, coming into Port Houston. Um, there's a big demand, or there has been a big demand for cold stored ware warehouses across the U.S. The past few years, uh, being driven by you know the rise in uh, e-commerce grocery deliveries uh and just just overall demand for fresh produce and frozen frozen products frozen perishable products and knowing we're looking at this investment in houston is there a dollar amount that we're seeing being thrown around just yet um for this particular project uh in houston i think at full build out they said it could be a, a total investment of, of 102 million um this partnership freeze pack logistics and bg capital uh, last year when they formed this par partnership, they said they were going to uh, invest in uh, invest over a billion dollars in building a network of cold storage facilities across the U.S. Uh, they also currently have projects under construction in Philadelphia as well as uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And switching gears a little bit here, uh, looks like on the list, another way of getting hydrogen, splitting ammonia. I remember my friend ammonia from urea, taking it away and using it in a DEF. Uh, what's the situation with trying to use it to power vehicles? Um, I think you might, I don't, I don't remember writing anything about hydrogen. <laughs> that was a surprise <laughs> question. <laughs> we at FreightWave have a quite a good sense of humor. I'm going to switch gears back over to cross-border movements. Um, of course, we've got a lot of activity with building out in cold storage. What are some of the other observations you have in your reporter's notebook? Um, well, cold storage also, uh, it's, it's, it's hot along the border. And I know... Um, uh, in places like McAllen, Texas, Laredo, uh, Ote Mesa, California, which is just south of San Diego, uh, we're seeing a lot of projects like this pop up in those areas as well, as well as some of uh, along the U.S.-Canadian border. So it's really uh, a North American, the, the demand for cold storage across North America is, is really exploding right now. 
And Noah, keeping that talk on the investment side, looking at Mexico, can you tell us the latest about the automotive investment within the region? Yeah, a really interesting new plant opened uh, last week from the Lear Corporation, which is a tier one uh, auto parts supplier based in Michigan. And they opened a $34 million uh, factory in northern Mexico last week. Uh, this factory is going to produce uh, components for electric vehicles. So it's uh, it's another, you know, another electric vehicle parts maker uh, in, in Mexico. That, that we're seeing, you know, so much of lately. And you have a very interesting thing. Customs and Border Protection uh, sees over $21 million worth of fentanyl in a green beans shipment. Um, were they, do we know if they were in the beans or were just kind of like the bag of the beans? What, what's the story behind that? That's fascinating. Yeah, it was quite a, quite a catch by U.S. Customs and Border uh, Protection last week. Uh, this, this, Seizure occurred in Ote Mesa, California, which is just south of San Diego. And as you said, they found uh, $21 million worth of fentanyl. I believe it was um, see, something like over 300 and something fentanyl pills. And they were, they were in plastic bags, but they were stuffed in the green bean containers. So it was, um, it was really an unusual way to try to smuggle drugs, but I guess uh, you have to get, in, to get into a mind of a drug dealer would be a, a, a crazy thing to do. So, But it was, it was a, an unusual catch, uh, but they did get these drugs off the street. And the activity overall in business event, uh, investment continues in the whole Southwest region. Can you tell us about the steel manufacturer that's also starting to expand operations there? Yeah, it was a really interesting story out of Mission, Texas, which is down in the Rio Grande uh, Valley, you know, and, and down in South Texas. And Rodco Steel Distributors uh, expanded in Mission, Texas to uh, a new 100,000 square foot facility. Uh, Rodco Steel Distributors, uh, they distribute steel products to various industries across Texas, you know, agriculture, construction, and they also make uh, prefabricated metal structures. So it's, it's probably has to do with, you know, all of this construction going on across uh, Texas with all these new manufacturing operations uh, opening up uh, in, in, across the state. And being a metal in prefab, uh, is there is Mission kind of the best location, I guess, to help build other areas? I mean, if you've got a fabricator, you're going to be kind of close by to other locations. Or is this something where uh, they expect it's going to be more of a regional situation where when we see these uh, businesses pop up, the expectation is serving the entire region. Um, I think it's a little bit of both because from what I know about the real estate market, industrial market in the Rio Grande Valley, it is very, very hot right now. Uh, they can't build enough warehouses and logistics space fast enough. Uh, so it'll probably be a little bit of both uh, for that particular area, but as you said, also across the region as we continue to see more and more construction uh, across Texas for industrial industrial spaces. So, Noe, so far we've talked about cold storage, we've talked about uh, auto manufacturer, we've even talked about um, a steel manufacturer and more. And this is just from one story. As we see that, you know, the macroeconomic environment is easing and there is, of course, this great recession that we're currently in, do we see even more investment start to pick up within this region after we start to see a shift in the overall macroeconomy? 
Yeah, I, I think we could. Um, you know, it seems like investment is still flowing into Mexico, is still flowing into especially, you know, Texas, Arizona, uh, places along the border. Um, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, nearshoring, reshoring, uh, as well as uh, the USMCA trade agreement, which seems to be, you know, helping and doing its part uh, to, to create more investment and opportunities across North America. And Noe, it seems like there's definitely a lot of love for Texas and Arizona, but what's going on with New Mexico? Are they just getting missed over or, you know, just kind of passed over when looking at all this investment going on? Um, I wouldn't say passed over. Uh, I think a lot's going on with New Mexico. It has a, I know people, some of the trade people that work in New Mexico, like Jerry Pacheco is one person I talk to every once in a while. And I think um, it has a great potential. Uh, they're building up the infrastructure, which is probably one of the reasons they haven't been able to historically attract as much investment as maybe Texas or Arizona. But they're, they are doing a really good job building up that infrastructure, getting, getting you know, places ready for investments. So I think we'll start to see you know, a lot of good things come out of New Mexico very soon. Noy, thanks so much. We're going to be keeping an eye on that border. It's heating up, and we're very excited to see uh, what else you are coming up with this week as well. Thanks so much for coming on, Noy. Thank you. Right now, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back with more Freight Waves Now.